Have you ever wanted to play in a campaign similar to the Knocked Prone Dead season where you are in a realm filled with spirits? If yes, then I have the perfect product for you. Explore the realm beyond the veil with the Book of Spirits, an ethereal 5e supplement on Kickstarter now. This supplement is inspired by legendary titles like Dragon Age and Stormlight Archive. The Book of Spirits is a source book that expands your world with a new realm of magic. With over 50 spirit creatures, 7 brand new subclasses, an entirely new class, and tons of encounters and resources for you to run a game in the spirit realm. Follow the link in the episode description where you can find this 200 plus page book with illustrated encounter maps, incredibly detailed miniatures, and an entire original soundtrack to immerse your players in this mystical adventure. Back the Book of Spirits today on Kickstarter. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ plus community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. That was a great dinner. So great. Wait, where'd you park the car? Oh, the one I just sold at Carvana. What? When did you do that? When you were still looking at the menu. I went on Carvana.com and all I had to do was enter the license plate or VIN, answer a few questions, and got a real offer in seconds. They picked up the car already? No, I parked around the corner. But they are picking it up tomorrow and paying me right on the spot. Oh, no wonder you picked up the check. Yeah, about that. Uh, thought we were going halvesies. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Knocked Prone is a clean, chaotic, and deep podcast for D&D nerds. Find more ways to support our show in the episode description. Last time on Knocked Prone. All I've ever wanted is to fall in love, and for years, Finch has swept me off my feet. He came all this way to be with me, and it's my fault that he was here in this mine. I'm going to go after him, and I will stop at nothing to bring us back together. You indeed see Finch bowing to this female drider. What is a measly spider going to do? Loth has recently died, but this man has conquered the spider venom and lived. And so he is to be my spouse. I remember you. You talked with my uncle. Kaylin, if I recall. And Zag, you see an amulet around her neck with the soul stone that Kaylin gave you that is the exact same as yours. You don't deserve a piece of him. That belongs to me. If you don't... Want to go to Ascended Corp to fix Finch? I don't see another way besides her. Celine, you fall unconscious. I'm going to need you to make me a constitution saving throw. So I got a 10 for the constitution saving throw. Take two death saves. Failed death saves. As you feel spider poison coursing through your body and you feel legs start to sprout from out of you. I'd rather arachnia blue <sighs> well i doubt they want you either you know you may leave no deal Celine, as the bridesmaid of darkness says this you feel that same burning in your veins and go ahead and roll me a death save that's a three <laughs> now normally at three death saving throws that would be it Celine. you would be dead however this drider poison that is in your veins from this drider bite seeps through you and causes you to stabilize Okay, at this point, I'm attacking her. Whether you're a halfling, a giant, or somewhere in between, not grow! Not a table with your friends, playing dungeons.
My name is Cade Backus, the host and dungeon master of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition adventure, and I'm joined here by the characters to my left. Alec playing Zag. Mason playing Grom. Marissa playing Ephemia. And Brooklyn playing Celine. Right now, you guys are in the midst of combat. Grom, you have just turned around to reattack the Bridesmaid of Darkness in this web-covered cave. There are skitterings of baby spiders everywhere, and this drider has basically told you that she can't be trusted because she shot this web at you even after you guys made the deal to go get Arachnia Blue. It seems that her hunger for Zag's amulet from his uncle has overpowered her and she is ready to attack. Uh, Zag's doing good on spell slots, but his health is he's bloodied, we'll say. Okay. Could use improvement. Grom has full hit points and um, full spells. Zero to zero. So. Phoebia is on the ground with an arrow in her. She's not poisoned, which is the good news, but she is nearing the scary are you going to die face. Really low on hit points uh, at a three currently, as well as being pretty battered and on the ground right now. And uh, she has no spell slots. Speaking of poisoned, hey, let's go over to the poison crew. (laughs) So I am poisoned. I did go down last episode. So Selene's kind of freaking out, but feeling hopeful that she has a chance to live. Grom, you are next in the initiative order after the Bridesmaid of Darkness. She has just attacked Ephemia. Enough! And I'm just going to throw my hammer at her. 11. I'm going to use Inspiration. Natural 19, so it's a crit now. <gasps> it's a crit! Oh, yeah. win. 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then I'm going to run at her with my horns. They have to make a strength saving throw. That's a big old natural two. Okay. I can use my horns to make a shove attack. Okay. The shove attack can be used to push them 10 feet away. A shove attack can also be used to knock someone prone. Get all of her legs on one side into one side of my horns and just run under her be on the other side, thrown my shield down, and just have my fists out at this point. She looks like a turtle who's been flipped onto their shell, frantically trying to use her spider legs to reposition herself. However, she is completely upside down. Her belly looks very vulnerable and weak. It looks like they are within a few hit points of death. Celine, you are up. I'm running out the door. Okay. Me, me and Ephemia both are like heading in the other direction. But before I really get too far, I'd like to turn around, take out my crossbow, and do my best to um, try to give one more blow. Okay, roll it. I got a one. Oh. A natural one? Well, with that, your arrow sails wide and doesn't hit anything. So it turns out I'm not very good at running away from things and <laughs> shooting a crossbow, which yes. in my in my defense, I've never done before. You're just not used to your spider legs yet. But with- uh, like, you're like kind of skittering around. and like Yeah. As you're running away, you shoot at this drider and a spider trips you up. One of these little spiders trips you up. Finch is up. Celine, roll me a charisma check. Oh, no. A natural 19, which would be 21. With a 21, Finch catches your eye as you're running away. Celine, this is this is wrong. And he looks at the Bridesmaid of Darkness, and he's going to attack her. Oh, heck <gasps> yes. What? Love. He gets a natural 14, so that is going to hit, and he will deal nine points of piercing damage as he runs up to the Bridesmaid of Darkness, and using his claws, he slashes into the Bridesmaid's stomach. He looks at you, Grom, and he says, If you need to go, I I, I can hold her off. I'm not going anywhere. 
And with that, Zag, you are up. Dude, before I go, I just gotta say, like, even out of character, freaking go Finch, man. Yeah! <laughs> go Finch! Redeemed. Okay, so seeing Grom go back in, Zach's gonna turn around and do the same. He's going to run towards the, the bridesmaid. She's still knocked prone. Yeah. She's still knocked prone. Zag is furious. More than he's ever felt, um, for sure. Very high emotions situation, and he's going to attempt to run, jump with two fists over his head and slam them down on the spider's abdomen while simultaneously casting a second level inflict wounds. 14 hit. A 14 will hit. So you go right into this abdomen. You pierce through the abdomen, in, in fact, with your hands. I will be doing 4d10 with this. With being the peace domain, you know, he's a protector of peace, wants to maintain peace, and I think in Zag's mind, there is nothing peaceful about this creature. There is nothing that she will bring to the world that will help other people, and in his mind, he'll be doing the right thing. That's going to be 23 points of necrotic damage, and I almost want to flavor that like he's trying to just almost chill her soul to the core. Reach inside her abdomen. Your necrotic energy in your hands pierces through. How would you like to do this? Okay, so as Zag gives the, the kill shot, the final shot, like I said, he's just trying to almost like destroy her soul at this point. There's so much anger and rage. The bridesmaid's eyes are just going to go almost like a pure black, completely consumes them. All the color in her face is drained out, and I want it to almost seem like her entire soul has just left her body as he's almost like sucking it out. The soul is sucked out. You feel the power of her soul gem that she's wearing diminish and be sucked into your own soul gem. And you are allowed to also collect Kaylin's soul gem off of her after the fight. However, Celine, as you are looking back at this mayhem happening, you notice that while Zag is reaching his hands into this drider, there is a shadow of a different creature, it looks like, that is reaching over Zag and is providing this necrotic energy. And it almost looks like a spirit from one of your phantom visions. It's a different entity from Zag. You notice that it is a spirit, like a spirit that you've seen in a phantom vision before. And Zag, as you kill this Bridesmaid of Darkness and absorb this soul stone energy, you are overcome with this necrotic force as you have done your first kill of the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and your oh, brain... Man. I'm so nervous right now, dude. I can't <laughs> even tell you right now. <laughs> What is happening? You black out for a second. Like your eyes go black and you black out. And you have a vision. You are back with your team fighting against these Cult of Orcus zombies in the sewerway. And they're performing this ritual. Your body has an astral projection and you are taken elsewhere. Your body follows where the ritual was leading to. This zombie ritual that these zombies were doing to summon Orcus, in your guys' mind, was a failure because Orcus was not summoned. Mm -hmm. However, your body follows the energy. You are transported to the dimension of Lolth, Lolth the Spider Queen. You notice that Orcus has been summoned with the ritual that these zombies did. Orcus's body has been summoned into Lolth's plane, and he is ripping her apart. And so you see... Lolth die in the arms of Orcus as he takes out one of the gods of the ten and then he looks back at you almost directly in the eyes even though you're technically not there and you hear just whisperings in your mind of these necrotic forces all around you these whisperings are telling you that 
Lolth, the Spider Queen, is dead. The Bridesmaid of Darkness, who was supposed to find her successor, is dead. It now falls upon you to either find another person to take over for the gods of the Ten, or a power vacuum will form, and some entity will fill one of the gods of the Ten position. And with that, you wake back up. (laughs) Are we we coming back to now where I would talk, or do we want to... Did they you, witness this happen? Like, how long no, was no. I out? No, no, so you, you were out for six seconds. So during this round, you guys all notice Zag uses what looks like the last of his energy to destroy this drider. As the Bridesmaid of Darkness falls to the ground dead and Zag falls to the ground unconscious for six seconds, Finch transforms out of drider form and falls to the ground blue in the face and starts having a seizure. So, so just for a moment, you know, I'm, I'm like really locked on to the being that I saw from Zag around him. And I definitely noticed the darkness, you know, that comes when he uses his spells, but it had never been so big and so vivid actually being able to make out an entire person who we almost seemed to be on the same plane. And I'm not really sure what other people saw, but I know what I saw quickly. I think I'm going to notice Finch changed back and clearly not doing well so as quickly as i can i'll be heading in his direction to see if there's anything i can do as you approach finch he is seizing on the ground but his eyes blinks so fast that it looks like he like while he's seizing celine it's okay i'm okay i i I just need a little more venom um i i didn't say it before it it didn't seem like a good time but but and he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a ring and he says will you marry me and he gives you this, and he gives you a, a diamond ring with a blue diamond on the top of it. And he looks at you, and then his body, after he says, will you marry me, and hands you this diamond ring, his body goes cold and lifeless. <gasps> no, Kate, Did don't. you really? In this same moment that like she's running over to Finch, Grom is going to be like going in for... Like follow up attacks on the queen, but see Zach fall, and it's gonna kind of break him out, and he's gonna just run and try to go up and just be kind of tapping him on the face. Zach, wake up! Wake up! I'm going to instinctively cast healing hands and heal him for four damage. <laughs> you feel the magic leave your hands and course into him. The hit points are absorbed. However, nothing changes. I just, I just absolutely lose it. Like that was, that was the only trick I had in my bag. And so the whole party just witnesses me losing my crap. Ephemia, you notice that Grom is trying to wake up Zag. Celine is trying to wake up Finch. However, just past the Drider Bridesmaid, you see runic writing etch on the wall behind her. Do I know what this rune means? It is in common. It describes details on how to reverse drider poison. It's like a, in case of emergency, break glass thing, except in case of bridesmaid dying, here are the steps to curing the people who have been poisoned. Within two days of the bridesmaid dying, 
Mm-hmm. Anyone who's been poisoned by the Bridesmaid of Darkness can be cured, even if they've been fully t- turned. However, it takes a ritual that needs the purest form of Drider Venom, which is only available in deeper sanctums of the Underdark. The pure form of Drider Venom needs to be taken to a holy place in Brigaroon in order to be blessed by a priest, a certain ritual that you completely understand with your warlock background being a warlock class you know exactly how to perform this ritual so you are able to agilely take notes on the somatic verbal and other components that you need in order to complete this ritual Femi is obviously like pretty beat up she was like partially dragged by Celine a little bit and then Celine dragged uh, tripped over a baby spider yeah she's not having it right now she at least managed to pull the arrow out of herself and she's kind of running on pure adrenaline right now like she feels the pain but probably not as much as she should or realize like it'll hit (laughs) momentarily but especially just reading these runes she uh, is just looking up at them and trying to comprehend everything that's going around her because it feels like pure chaos like you've got zag over passed out and then you've got grom trying to wake him up and selena selene trying to wake up finch who looks pretty haggard himself and so she's just trying to absorb all of this information because it's a lot She's just going to walk closer to the runes and try to reach back a little painfully and grab that uh, the notebook out of her bag and start writing down as much as she can of the runes to remember actually what's on there. A round passes. Zag, you wake up. So Zag wakes up. I'm guessing he's laying flat on his back, right? He's looking up. Grom's probably way too close, I'm going to just assume. Zag's going to look up at him and he's going to start to cry. Like, this is a traumatic life, like a sudden change almost type of experience for Zach. Like, this is completely out of his his normal. He's going to grab Grom, bring him close, and he's just going to say, I don't know what's happening to me. You're all right. You're all right. Just on your feet and all kind of help lift him up. I'm assuming Zag's going to almost be weak after that encounter. As Grom pulls him up, Zag's going to, you know, have his arm around him. You know, even though he's a little shorter than him, kind of arm on him. And even though he still has some strength left, he's going to just surrender, let go, hold on to Grom and let Grom just take care of him in this moment. Um, and I'll just I'll hobble over to Finch and Celine um, and just say, he, he doesn't look well. Is there anything you can do? And I'll look to Celine. Zag's just going to look at him. Like I said, he's, he's exhausted. Like this whole thing has been such a... If he could have... I, I don't want a point of exhaustion. I'm just going to say that right now. But we're going to just <laughs> almost say like he almost has like multiple points of exhaustion after that encounter. He's going to say, Celine, what happened? I, I, I have no idea what happened. I don't know. It seemed like after the bridesmaid died, he he changed back, but then he wasn't well, and and he just I I tried to heal him, and and nothing helped, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. Grom, let me go. Zach's gonna kind of just look him over, like is am I able to identify any reason of what's going on? Like is he alive? Is he what? What can I tell? Roll me a medicine check. That's gonna be a twelve. Finch has been cured of being a drider. However, he is addicted to Drider Venom. His blood cannot survive without Drider Venom inside of it, and without being a Drider, he will not be able to sustain his life. Ephemia, you are able to kind of like chip in that he has a two, you guys are on a two day timer Mm -hmm. because as soon as the Bridesmaid of Darkness has been gone for two days, there is no way of him coming back. Are you trying to give Ephemia PTSD? (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly what happened to Edmund. Oh no. Oh, 
<laughs> oh, dude. So I'm able to at least realize that he has an addiction to this. Is, he is an, it? He has an addiction. Well, his body has a dependency on venom. Would you consider that a condition or a disease to have a dependency? Yes. However, it is an ongoing dependency. So something like lesser restoration would unfortunately not cure it. It would it would momentarily make it go away, but it would come back. Do I know any idea of how long it would cure it for? With a medicine of 12, you do not. All right. I'm going to go ahead. Just, I mean, in this moment, I'm not going to just be like, well, I'm not sure if it's going to work, you know? <laughs> Zag's going to put uh, a hand on Finch's leg and cast a uh, lesser restoration. All right. Roll me a D100. 95. Oh, Finch <gasps> comes back to life. He has an hour and 35 minutes before his venom dependency, dependency comes, comes back. back. I, I'm okay. Thank you. He like tackle hugs you from the ground and Celine. Hi, I, I'm feeling okay. So there is no mood shift. I'm still absolutely hysterical. So I'm just like, I'm like the ugliest anybody's ever seen my gorgeous face. (laughs) I'm still sobbing and like convulsing and I'm on the floor and it's like happier tears now, but you can't really tell. I'm, I'm still freaking out, but internally I'm, I'm, I'm happier. Zach's gonna... (laughs) He's going to lay flat on his back after casting that, almost like he's about to just pass out, and he's going to just say over to Finch, Esseline's best friend, you have my permission. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't really sure about, like, who I was going to ask to be my best man, but I did I did have this ring just in case somebody was interested, so I don't know if you want... <laughs> Oh, man. To be man my best ring. man. It, it's his class ring from, uh, I'm gonna, from high school. I'm going to make you put it on me, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so he gives you a best man ring. It's got a ruby on the top of it. You know how like when babies are sleeping and then sometimes they just randomly like smile like super cute? Yes. <laughs> I want that to be the look on Zach's face. He's, still, <laughs> he's, he's, he's almost on the brink of just passed out. He doesn't say anything. You just see that little smile. <laughs> <laughs> and he says... Of course, it's contingent. Selena, you don't have to say anything right now. You can think about it, and whenever you have a decision for me, just let me know. Yeah, I, I'm incapable of words right now. I will have words later, I promise, but That's there's okay. mascara all over my face. <laughs> I'm, like, beet red. My hair is an absolute rat's nest. Like, half my dress is, like, falling off my shoulder. I, I, don't, yeah. even, I don't even think I've, like, seen his face Except like a glimpse when he he woke up. He takes off his jacket and he puts it over your shoulders and he says, I love you and I hope that you get feeling better and I'm sorry. I calmed down a little. (laughs) And then uh, he looks at Grom and Ephemia and he says, I'm really sorry I was so hasty. I was really excited to be around Selene and her friends and I hope you can forgive me. I've caused this entire mess. This is my fault. If there's anything I can do, to make it up to you guys, you let me know, okay? Let's start by getting out of here. I don't know how many of these spiders are looking around. Does Ephemia understand, like, about the addiction thing? Yes. You were able to, basically, Ephemia, after uh, you read the rune on the wall, you were able to share that information with Zag, and Zag was able to share his medicine check with you. So you guys both know that Finch is on a time clock here, and he has this dependency on Venom currently, and you know how to cure it, Ephemia. Okay. Ephemia is just going to look at Finch and just go, I appreciate what you did out there. 
even in your hastiness, I hope you found your asthma medication at the very least. <laughs> I I do appreciate what you did. And she's going to just take a deep breath because she's struggling at this point. So one thing that I have in Ephemia's background that has not been really like brought out yet. Ephemia has been through this situation before. The whole reason why she made a pact with Orcus in the first place. Ephemia is going to just take a deep breath and kind of gather her thoughts She's just going to look around at everyone and just sit on the ground. She's just going to sit on the ground and put her head in her hands. This is not my first time dealing with this type of situation, unfortunately. I worry about the projection with Finch here. And she kind of gestures her arm out a little bit at him without really looking at him. The last time I had to deal with a situation like this uh, with a poison addiction of sorts was what led me to my pact with Orcus. And she's still not looking at anyone. She's just got her, still put her head back in her hands. We have two days. That is not a lot of time when you put it into perspective. But I think this time I have, well, we have a chance to maybe undo what has been done. If you made a pact with Orcus to get rid of this before, to have a pact with Orcus, can you get rid of it now? Ephemia's going to lift her head up and goes, I don't have the power to do that myself right now, but I think I have a path that we can try. I would rather not to bring fearful and awful gods back into this if we can, but I will use my ability to help what I can with Selene because I have been in her shoes. We are going to need the Drider Venom from the Underdark. And if we get it blessed in Bergeroon, I can manage the ritual at least. And then we may avoid the consequences that I have already done. I, and again, she she's having a little trouble talking. She's not used to opening up to people at all. Though I haven't dealt with Drider Venom before, I have dealt with Choke Mist and Choke Mist addictions. And at least in that front, it gets ugly. Uh, if we just need Drider Venom, and I'll walk over to the bridesmaid of darkness and I'll just grab one of the things in her mouth and just be like, it, it comes out of these, I think. And I'm uh, just going to take my hammer and just <laughs> go in for a swing <laughs> to break off uh, the, the thing. You don't even have to roll it. It comes clean off. <laughs> and I'll start um, walking over, I guess, to sleet and just... Hold still and I'll uh, <laughs> raise it to, to The female's just gonna go wide-eyed. <laughs> well yeah, wait, quick question though, because I had Drider poison in me. How am I feeling? Where am I at with this? So since you were not changed, Finch was exposed to a large vat of Drider venom and it expedited the process very ah. quickly. He turned into a drider basically instantly because of which he is much farther into the process you can assume that you will also gain a dependency on drider venom but you know that from what Ephemia read a cure is not drider venom but the cure is the purest form of drider venom blessed blessed drider venom as well as pure drider venom which can be found deeper in the tunnels of the underdark so you you told us how much time Finch has until 95 minutes till right. his the lesser restoration wears off. My question is, how long do I have until I need the poison? Like, do I have that level of dependency? Roll me an insight check. Okay. 18. You can assume that you have a day until you turn into a full drider like Finch was. Oh, 
So he has two days. I have one day. So you have one day until you turn into this Drider form. But since the Bridesmaid of Darkness is dead, you won't turn into Drider form. You will just gain a dependency on Drider Venom like Finch has and be unconscious if you don't have a constant supply of Drider Venom. So that's in a day. In a day. And right now I'm totally fine. You are fine. Okay. Phoebe is just going to hold her arms up. And about how far am I from Grom? Oh, everyone's within like five feet of each other. So Phoebe is just going to roll, kind of roll out and grab Grom's ankle and be like, I did not tell you to do it with haste. I said there was a process. Right. You don't have to be so snappy about it. Oh, <laughs> the, the thing to... Uh... As if time wasn't up the essence. <laughs> I'll hand out, the, uh, hold the thing out to you, and like offer it to you to stab it. And like, Ephemia just hits the fang out of his hands. It's <laughs> like it just throws it on the ground. Stag is gonna sit up almost instantly. He's gonna fight through the the exhaustion of the tiredness. He's gonna sit up and think you guys are playing a game. What are you doing, Zag? Can you just promise me you're not going to try to stab Finch? And Grom, I can't ask that of you because I don't think you will understand. But buddy, we don't stab other people. Okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. And she sits up and the adrenaline's starting to wear off. She's feeling the pain and she's just exhausted. And she's just, again... Huffing back into her own lap. <laughs> so what are what are we doing, guys? Are we are we going deeper? Are we gonna get that venom? I, I'm gonna like stand up off the ground, you know, attempting to compose myself. I don't think we have a lot of time, so it sounds like we need to get the venom, bring it to Brigaroon, bless it quickly, w- within a within a day, within hours. I don't know. I don't think we have a lot of time, right? No. We don't have a lot of time, but I don't know how much further we could all go at this moment. We're already here. You may as well continue going deeper. I can go ahead if you'd like. Zag's gonna grab his last um, minor healing potion that he has. He's gonna chug it. Uh, and that'll be five hit points restored. I'm ready, guys. Let's get going. So you are all looking for the purest form of Drider Venom. Now, the purest form of Drider Venom comes from Lolth. And since Lolth is dead you would assume that there's not a lot left. But there is, in the description that Ephemia read on the rune in the wall, you do notice that there is a storage deeper into the Underdark. Okay, you suggested going further into the Underdark, right? Yes. Well, I I will follow. We gotta help this guy. Ephemia's coming, but he ain't fast right now. (laughs) Yeah, we're hurting. Grom moves at 25 feet per round, so you guys can, can be a little slow. What uh, are the odds we're going to find a place to, like, camp out? Grom will lead the way. He'll be attempting to move slowly, but, like, through the, between the tunnels and his medium armor, you can just hear him coming from a mile away, essentially. As you're walking into the next room, the stone underneath your feet turns into wood, which is very unusual. You're not very familiar with this. And it seems echoey, like echoey wood, similar to like a stage or something. And so you guys uh, walk further and further into this tunnel and a spotlight hits you as you go about 10 feet onto this wooden stage. You hear in a microphone voice, Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) we have your new contestants on the Wheel of Umber! (laughs) The Wheel of Umber is filmed before a live studio audience. 
And then you hear studio audience applause. Zach's, Zach's clapping. Yes. And with that, I believe that's where we're going to end our session. My name is Cade, the host and dungeon demon of this Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition adventure. And I'm joined here by the characters to my left. Alec playing Zag. Mason playing Grom. Marissa playing Athenia. And Brooklyn playing Selene. Thank you so much for joining us this session. I'm very excited for this little game show session that I have planned for next session. So make sure to check it out. And go ahead and check out our Patreon where we are going to discuss this episode, last episode, and next episode in more detail on a Talked Prone episode hosted by our great friend and radio personality, Danny Dennison. And so check that out at Patreon patreon.com forward slash knocked that's knocked k-n-o-c-k-e-d and join some of our great friends and patrons over there including garen rawl a spellblade wizard who heard about the bridesmaid of darkness's nefarious deeds and arrived to slay the demon moments after the party had already left Janlan, the half-elf who is part of Zag's orphan tribe, who definitely has the next episode of The Wheel of Umber TiVoed so she can get another glimpse of the one who got away. Dean the Destroyer, a dragonborn who actually discovered the other cure for Drider's poison other than pure Drider venom, but received a large sum of money from the Bridesmaid of Darkness to keep that a secret. A huge thank you again to our patrons Riss, Just Riss, Tiefling Swords Bard, Jace Face the Destroyer, and of course, Kelric Bigfur, who wants to remind you to listen to the Talked Prone podcast on Patreon. And we hope that you remember when life knocks you flat on your back, all you gotta do is keep rolling, and we hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.